Welcome, Achievers. Your Easy Achievers Game Podcast for the week of February 2nd. Oh my god, already. Valentine's Month. I'm one of your hosts, Elijah, sitting with me today. Special guest. Been a while. Good to see him. He he has the kind of caveman beard going on, which it kind of looks like he's been away for a while. I like it. It's it's like when a character has to leave a show and they always come back with a beard to show it's been a long time. This is just it. And that's, of course, Dan. Rindle yeah. From Podcast PXN. How are you? Very good. Very good. I just got out of my cave. So mm. I'm doing well. <laughs> Are you eating liver like the gentleman? Yeah, yep, I'm sure. You, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you'll work out just like he does, right? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Liver King, uh, you could support us by going over to Patreon.com/slash/EasyChevers, or if you want to do it for free, it only takes your time. You go over, you like, comment, subscribe on this video that you're listening to right now, and of course, an audio service that you're currently listening on. You can five star review all these good things. These are all free ways to support the show. Now, let's get into it with, of course, not so rapid fire. E3 is coming back this year, and it seems none of the big three will be showing up. PlayStation, of course, no surprise. Xbox is having an event the weekend before E3. Nintendo was originally going to show up, but has noted that the soft second half of the year doesn't justify the space needed at E3. Uh, All of this information was corroborated at both VGC and IGN. I'm going to be quick on this one, as I don't think I have much to add. I feel like the they haven't been to the E3 really in full force in a very long time. Uh, Nintendo was doing directs and was barely on their show for Xbox is probably the biggest like, whoa. So it, it's official. They're not coming back to, to E3 probably ever. Um, I, do you have anything to say on this? I don't, I don't really have much. To add. I think it's pretty obvious that they don't really want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, this is it's been on the writing on the wall for a while. So, yeah. yeah. Back for Blood developer Turtle Rock Studios are moving on from the game to make something else. This is going to be a quote from their official blog post. Quote, Turtle Rock Studios is pretty small for a studio making AAA games. We don't have quite enough folks team working on Back for Blood content while we spin up another game. Yes, another game. Given this, it's time for us to put our heads down, get back in the lab, and get to work on the next big thing. End quote. Uh, I want to say there's been like three expansions for the game. Uh, so they're actually just going to go ahead and move on to a new game. Not shocking. And... They're not joking. There aren't a lot of people there, so I understand at some point they have to just move on. I imagine this thing hasn't been making too much money since it's released, so I wouldn't be shocked if they're already a good amount through to whatever they're working on next. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a successor to Back for Blood or sequel to Back for Blood as well, because yeah. it did very well, I think, for them. Yeah. What would it be? What would it be called? See, it's Left for Dead, Back for Blood. What was the next one? Is it like? What, what would it be? Something four, right? So, uh, come for blood. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Come, come for corpses. Yeah. How's come spelled? Oh, jeez. I'll leave that for the listeners at home. Redfall will require an online, always online connection, even when playing solo. I literally just wrote that because it's. Yeah. I, I feel ever. I, I saw a lot of people surprised about this. And be honest, I've. I feel like I would have been shocked five years ago. I've been like, what? Like, mm. you know, oh, I'm surprised. Now it's like I just assume every game needs online, if I'm being perfectly honest. Do I want it that way? No. But I've let it go a long time ago. Um, I would. I want most games, if not all games, to be workable online if it doesn't have a, like, always online feature like something like Fortnite. But I've lost that battle quite a bit ago, so I can't even get worked up about this. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and... I think Redfall was designed with like co-op in mind, so it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. It literally, 
I wouldn't be shocked if it's one of those things like division where like they're like, well, you can play online, but when you play it by yourself, it's like, it's yeah. not great, right? Iron Galaxy mentioned that Rumbleverse will be ending very soon. Live services for Rumbleverse will be going offline Tuesday, February twenty eighth at ten a.m. Central. That's just six months after the game launched in August of last year. Iron Galaxy might seem familiar as they're previously known for Dive Kick and 2013's Killer Instinct. Uh, wow. Uh, it's, it's, we'll talk about it uh, some more in a little bit, but it's like um, it's like when it rains, it pours. Like the the ec- economic downturns are being felt throughout the industry, and we're just seeing trick like every other game, and like we're, we're leaving, we're going. This project is canceled here. This project here. This project here. Uh, we'll be talking about it much more in the show, but. This is just another one where it's like, not everyone can survive. I think it's clear that Fortnite's reign supreme. You know, you got your other ones, your apexes, your like, your random like four honor things. But it seems it seems to be like devs are gonna be looking at a lot of these, be like, maybe we should do something else. This is gonna be a long one. Get ready. The economic uncertainty continues as EA has axed multiple active games and an announced game and a studio. Let's start with the studio. Industrial Toys, which was shut down on January 31st, was founded by Bungie co-founder Alex Erpin alongside Tim Harris and Brent Peace. In 2012, they embarked into a marketplace of mobile with the release of Midnight Star on iOS in 2015, with its sequel coming out in 2016. This must have caught the eye of EA as they were purchased soon after in july of 2018 which it seems they were promptly put on a mobile iteration of their long-going fps franchise battlefield which we only just started to see the fruits of last november as it began early access for the title but of course the full title will never see the light of day now let's cover the final nugget in this story which is another mobile title but this may shock some as apex legends mobile will be shut down on may 1st of 2023 this game is of course helmed by respawn and they made a blog post detailing some of the reasons behind shutting the game down quote at Respawn, we aim to provide players with games that are consistently outstanding. Following a strong start, the content pipeline for Apex Legends Mobile has begun to fall short of that bar for quality, quantity, and cadence. It is for this reason, after months of working with our development partner, that we have made the mutual decision to sunset our mobile game. Although disappointing, we are proud of the game we launched, are grateful for the support of the Apex Legends community, and are confident that this is the right decision for players. End quote. Following him out, so it was an FAQ detailing what will happen with purchases or items on their mobile account, and it seems that we'll be doing nothing to be uh, to bring anything over, prompting some fan outcry. This is one of the questions: What will happen to my in-game purchases? All of your purchases will remain in your account for you to enjoy until 4 p.m. Pacific time on May 1st. What will happen to my in-game virtual currency? Your existing in-game virtual currency balances will persist in your account and can be spent on in-game content between now and 4 p.m. Pacific. On May 1st, 2023, you'll be able to enjoy all previously purchased and unlocked in-game content through the uh, 90-day sunset period as well. Can I get a refund? We will not be providing refunds for real money purchases per the terms of the EA user agreement. For any other refund requests, please contact the third-party platform you purchase game content from. Ergo, the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Now, before I jump into the last story, I want to quickly note this. I actually tweeted about this because I read this and was dumbfounded how flippant this is. Um, I want to see if you have the same ideas uh, I have here, Daniel, with this seems 
akin to a spit in the face of people who uh, helped your game live this long to begin with. Uh, you, yeah. you can't have some sort of link to your Apex Legend game that's ongoing currently. You can't move their credits. You can't give away something. Uh, yeah. And and to put the it's to reference a EULA when you are uh, justifying shutting your game down. We all know that's why it's there, but they're going out of their way to do as little as possible. It seems I don't know if you have maybe a different thought on this. Yeah, uh, in terms of like what they're doing uh, for the people who made in-game purchases and everything like that, uh, that's definitely a terrible situation for them to be uh, basically saying, sorry, you're out of luck. Like like you said, there's so many solutions that they could make, like transfer to the console version, whatever. Um, but like my question more stemmed from like the root of this, like why is this happening? Because they actually said also in regards to Apex and Battlefield that this may come back in the future. Yeah. And uh, I'm almost wondering if something happened with, uh, in this case, Tencent, who is their partner for uh, Apex Legends Mobile, like maybe they couldn't come to an agreement on, you know, content delivery and like timing and, you know, hitting uh, content deadlines. Yeah. So it's very fascinating. Uh Maybe it comes back in the future, but like if it comes back in the future, are they going to screw people over again and say, oh, if you played on the old one, those, that stuff doesn't can't uh, transfer over to this new version. This is a different version. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I found it very interesting. Yeah, that is a good point. You bring up the, the partner, which was uh, Tencent. Now, I just found the timing to be interesting. Not only are they closing this thing, we're about to talk about a closed project and also they closed both battlefield and the studio working on it that they had just purchased yeah. and never even released anything so they just ate money on all of that um yeah. so I, I was almost curious i was like maybe the agreement is about to expire and they're like we're not renewing that means you got to close the game i i'm i'm not sure that's a you bring up good points and i'm not sitting here saying they go like a google route obviously i don't expect them to do that but they're they make the currency in the game, right? It's not like a, it's yeah. not like relatively valued, right? It, it, it does it's not like inflated. So like they they can link some account, they can give you fifty bucks in currency or maybe half of the value spent. I don't know, something. This just seems egregious. Yeah. But uh, I do I do actually like your reasoning here on on figuring out why, and we're actually about to cover that. And since you bring up why, let's go into the next story. Now let's get even spicier via Jason Schreier at Bloomberg. We have a canceled game on a beloved franchise turned battle royale game in Apex Legends. Many will remember originally the team at Respawn made two FPS games called Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2. Upon the quote failings of Titanfall 2 and the success of the growing free-to-play battle royale gaming marketplace, Respawn pivoted to Apex Legends to great success but left Titanfall behind. This was set to change as apparently Respawn was making a single-player project set in the Titanfall universe called TFL, short for Titanfall Legends. Unclear how long this was in development for and how far along it was, but it seems as early as last year, the game at least had some sort of development going. Huh. Okay, so now we have a canceled project. So they had, so Respawn both had Apex Legends going, partnered with, I think they, um, I think they had a whole team separate that they were working with. Uh, I'm going on old information. I remember reading this, that they were going they had a whole team set just for legends and they had like new hires just for that i believe and then now they canceled that ea both canceled this other studio and canceled the battlefield mobile game 
And now they've now canceled the single player title. And I know everyone at home, just like Daniel was like, yeah, that's a good, a good reason. Like, why would they do this? Now let's go over to something I clipped away from their earnings call. Um, I think this might shed some light over things. So this is their earnings call for three months ending in December 31st, 2022, right? So this is from December 31st, three months prior. This is how much revenue they made. Now let's not forget what revenue is. This is how much money you spend before, or how much money you make before you cut away everything, right? Before you have to pay your people, your expenses, et cetera, et cetera. So they made $1.8 billion, right? It's a lot of money. Now, by the time they get money to even use for anything, that amount is dropped all the way down to about a little less than $300 million. Now, we don't know fully concrete how much, boom, this is how much money because they kind of put a bag here. They they have their income taxes put in here. This is before they cut away what they have to do in taxes and things. So they're around 282 But that is not a lot of money considering, especially since one, you have a $1.8 billion revenue. And then two, your total operating expenses amounted in a billion dollars. So they ate so much money of how much money they made. I think this kind of clears up why they had to completely slash away at both Respawn, slash away at a new studio that they fully ate the cost of and never even saw a product. And then the third story, I'll quickly add, they delayed Star Wars Jedi Survivor six weeks to April 28th. It originally was going to be March 17th. Who I assume both boost that quarterly that they pushed it to, but also give it more time. What do you make of all this? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and man, this little image you clipped out just makes me have horror memories <laughs> of my accounting days at yeah. college. So <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was doing. Uh, I, I've told. I've told this story. I, I was doing. Um, I, I uh, was in charge of a GameStop and. This page specifically, I'm like, oh, my God, I hate, I hated doing all this garbage. I'm like, I don't yeah. see any of this money. I don't care about this. But um, right. yeah, this is yeah. yeah th when I saw this, I had a, I like triple checked, read everything. I was like, this can't be right. They ate. They, I mean, they ate a substantial amount. Of money. No wonder they want to start cutting yeah. heads. And I, um, I hate to say this. I, I don't say this lightly, but I don't think this is it. Um, I, I think there actually might do some more layoffs here soon again i hope yeah. this does not happen but that is an incredible amount of money that you have to justify to your shareholders and the te the tech industry in general lately has been having a lot of issues with you know laying people off of course microsoft announced ten thousand uh 10, layoffs coming by march yeah. i believe so yep. yeah the it's not good uh Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I can't. I can't say I'm upset that they pushed it back six weeks because that gives me more time to play Resident Evil Re Four Remake. So yeah. you know, I, I will definitely say that. that. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty glad because that just gives me more time to play other games. To be frank, and also, yeah. Um, let's not forget. Uh, the first game had quite a bit of bucks. So let's hope this this mm. one does not launch with those bucks. And how did? How does EA cancel the the Titanfall project? Come yeah, on let's. Now. Yeah, we did like, skip over that. Let's go back to that actually. So. Uh, Titanfall Legends fully canceled. I assume they're telling Respawn to fully focus on Apex and like they want that cash cow boosted, I assume. But that is shocking that they just walked over and were like, uh, they saw strong earnings when they released Fallen Survivor or uh, sorry, uh, Fallen Order. Right. The entire reason they remade Dragon Age. Uh, uh, 
I'm blanking on the name now. Um, Dire Wolf, not Dire Wolf. It, it's Dragon Age Wolf. I was just a Dragon Age Wolf. The entire reason they were able to move that into a single player game was because Jedi Fallen Order sold so well. That was originally going to be a multiplayer game, and that's why it still isn't out. So now they've gone the opposite way and don't want the single player game coming from Titanfall where they know people still want it. Right. Yeah. I imagine they have data. Maybe it's just not that not as high as we assume, because maybe we've created maybe some sort of echo chamber around Titanfall. But I can't imagine them announcing this and it not selling 10 million units. I, I mean, or mm. let's cut that in half, five, eight million. Units? I don't know. It's. It well, seems just shocking that they, they not, just looked at it and were like, nah. Not to mention, like, you're you're literally combining Titanfall and Apex with this title, Titanfall Legends, which I think is brilliant because yeah, you can pull in smart. both audiences. Yeah, and, like, Titanfall 2 had one of the best FPS stories in a long time. So, like, yeah, or campaigns in a long time. So, yeah, yeah it definitely sucks that uh, that it's canceled. It It does, and... It's it just goes to show I'm I'm I have less and less hope with both EA and Ubisoft these days, which is shocking because I would have said that the opposite a couple of years ago. I, I really felt like Ubisoft was going in the mend and EA was really good about to hit gold. But I just feel like they're truncated and they don't know what to do and they're just kind of going back to what works. EA, of course, mm-hmm. just going back to sports games and keeping what they have going. I don't know. It's it's uncertain. I. I I don't. What, I don't know. I don't even know what EA is going to be doing. I, we'll we'll have to see what Bioware does because at the end of the day, all I care about from EA now is whenever Mass Effect and Dragon Age come out, and then every now and then, whenever Respawn makes a thing, I'm always interested for it. And of course, we have the uh, Star Wars game that they're making. True, which is going to be exciting. So maybe I did a blink on that. Maybe that's what they're doing. That they're just like, hey, uh. Cancel Legends, uh, we got a Star Wars game that we're going to be working on. Like We're going to focus on that and make sure it's good. Yep. Rumor Roundup, I might as well just call this Jeff Grubb Roundup for this week. Uh, as Jeff Grubb on Thursday gave us quite a bit of info, let's start with the most exciting, but not surprising news, about Insomniac's Wolverine. Insomniac will be going for a hard M rating to be true to the character. This will be set before joining the X-Men and they will be avoiding anything that may link them to the Fox movie. Now, I'm going to say this. Everyone kept saying hard R rating. Um, I don't know what that was about. I'm just going to say hard M rating. We don't do R ratings in games, <laughs> so we're going to say hard M. And yeah. then to quickly surmise, um, I don't feel like this is much here. I feel like I, feel like I could have said this and pretended like I, I knew a source. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying doesn't seem like much seems pretty pretty standard i feel like if we flipped the coin it, it, this probably would have been right yeah that's a safe prediction for sure yeah, yeah definitely he also mentions the possibility of an nintendo direct the the week of february 6th there is both caution and optimistic around this date um i was reading about what he was specifically saying he was saying it's going to be the sixth, but it's going to be late in the week and then he, he doesn't want people to freak out if it's not like on the i was like okay okay so so I think he's both certain and not certain. I don't know. He did this before where like we were going to get a direct like. Yeah. When, when was that? Like September or something where there's going to be a crazy direct that's going to show everything. It never happened. Just never yeah. happened. So many people were saying it was going to happen. It was just complete, utter nonsense. Um, he did point to Advanced Wars one point. Uh, sorry, one point. Jesus. Too used to Kingdom Hearts. Advanced Wars one plus two reboot camps. eShop page was updated, possibly hinting to the release. He's stating that. Most likely, this th- that got updated. 
for this direct. They're probably going to show it at some point and then literally say it's out now. Go buy it. Because as a reminder, they pushed reboot uh, camp, which upset me because of the Ukraine war happened. I want to say two months prior to this coming out and they delayed it to, uh, I guess, not feel like they're trying to capitalize, which I understood. But also at the same time, I was like, but when are you going to release it? Because, you know, like, I feel like feel like like you're it's always going to seem that way so like i don't know it was it was just a little confusing i get it though hopefully we get it soon i adore those games i played them i feel like that's one of the first games i, I became obsessed about I, I really played those a lot so i cannot wait for that to hit is the thing i don't know if you care about nintendo i really don't to be honest i i, I play like one game of them a year uh seemingly less now because i feel like their releases are so far apart now but what would I you? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in for Nintendo like big AAA stuff like Mario, Zelda, you know, Mario Kart, that kind of stuff. I'm not I'm not a Advance Wars fan or anything like mm. the smaller little indie gems. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited for the Breath of the Wild sequel. But yeah, I'm I'm not yeah. one of those Nintendo guys. So I'm just excited yeah. for the big stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my Switch has not been out of its case in about mm. like a year plus. So like, I don't even think I've pulled it out. <laughs> I think I was close to that about that year plus mark. Now, the only reason it didn't make it quite is because um, I uh, just got Fire Emblem engaged. Big Fire. I'm a big mm. Fire Emblem fan. Whew. It's both real good and also super Fire Emblem. So I'm like, I feel like this is all, if you have to like Fire Emblem a lot to be even touch this game. But geez, yeah. I'm having a blast. <laughs> All right, Jeff Grubb again is back, and this time a bit meaty. I'm excited to talk actually about Daniel with this one. More rumors, this time Xbox's Coalition and the beloved series Gears of War. Before we get into Gears, let's talk about some canceled projects. Now, some background. Back in 2021, the Coalition stated they'll be transitioning to Unreal Engine 5. And a LinkedIn profile around the time said the studio's lead designer mentioned the development of a new IP, pretty much hinting that both they will be using the new engine, and also some sort of new IP will be in the works. According to Jeff Grubb, he states that at one point the studio is working on two now-canceled projects that went unnamed, support work on Halo Infinite, and support work on a uh, Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine mm-hmm. tech demo. The layoffs seem to have hit the coalition, but we have no number tied to it, which may lead to uh, two projects being canceled, though unclear on the timeline of events. The studio is expected to focus on the next entry in Gears of War. Now, bit of a mess here, right? We got two canceled projects. I couldn't find where he mentioned like when this was. Seems like they've been very busy. I understand that um, they actually had a lot of. um, I want to say it was actually back in 2021. It might have been at the end of 2020 where they actually had trouble just bringing people on. Uh, So they had to like. Co-op develop no they 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 got some help from i think square with some of the devs from there i can't quite remember uh, the story you're um you're thinking of the initiative which the they're initiative, working on per- perfect dark with uh crystal dynamics and then yes. and then there's someone else the rumor was they had someone else work on it. it's not really important to the story let's move on oh, okay um i could have swore there was another rumor that they helping with something not important what did you make of the story? And I, when when I first saw it, I went first off, wow, two projects canceled. 
seems like they also were hit with layoffs. So I'm assuming they got hit. They just went, well, everyone involved with the projects, assumably were gone. Let's just go back to the Golden Goose. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I I was even thinking like recently I thought it was like as as recently as this week Jeff Grubb had said something like the coalition uh, was working on a game that would be out um, before yes. the next year's of war and that game was supposed to be like smaller on scale and scope more yep. like you know grounded from Obsidian or uh, even you know Hi-Fi Rush that we or, just got I was, about from to, I was just about to say Tango. I feel like Hi-Fi Rush is actually yeah. an example of that I do remember that and I imagine it's one of those cancer projects but I, I remember gotcha. when he was specifically talking about that it seemed like it was further along than, than I guess it was yeah uh, because and I mean hey compl- nearly completed games get cancelled sometimes um, or at yeah. least halfway done games. So maybe it was just like nearly done and it just got mixed. Not sure. But I do know what you're talking about. There was like this unnamed. I do wish he got some more media information. Like nothing's really named. We don't know what, mm. what's going on with any of this. So it's it's just like a bunch of noise. But yeah, I, I do understand where you're coming from with that. I do remember him like, yeah, we'll get a new IP, which was the 2021 game. Or well, the 2021 linkedin profile what was probably alluding to but i'm guessing all that's done now and they're just going to focus on Imagine five and then making gears uh or six gear six six gear yeah. six which i'm very or, excited for that i think they yeah, they've done wait. a great job i thought uh, i can't wait I, I actually I'll be honest with you i actually thought we would have already gotten it but they clearly were trying to do yeah. something else um, they well, and also they they also publicly said that it's going to take a little bit longer because they are transitioning to Unreal Engine yeah. Five, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, we're gonna just to be clear, we're gonna take a little while longer because we're gonna basically build everything from the ground up again." Because you're right, we got you know Gears Four, and then three years later we got Gears Five. So and then yeah. just nothing. No, nothing, yeah. So uh, just just for everyone at home to know. We might not see anything from them for another five years. Just for, to put that in perspective, if they really sit down and they're making everything right, like let's say they, they started production right now, games are getting to the point where they might take five years to make. It's not like that sweet spot anymore of three years. It seems to be getting harder and harder to hit that. We might see this game in 2028. <laughs> That's <laughs> Jesus. I think I'm a little more optimistic than that I on the so. timeline, but I think they've been working on Gears 6, but not like, you know, all hands on deck. I think now is maybe the time they'd be all hands on deck, but I don't think they've been, you know, at that very long. I, personally, I was thinking it was going to be like a 2025 game. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's terribly far away. If, um, yeah, if, they, if they've already got pre-pro done and, and let's say they yeah. started the basics... I don't think that's crazy, and they they have. Oh my god! Do you remember how many people are there? What, I mean, um, there's a lot of people there. I want to oh, say, yeah, I want to say they're about the same size as like three four three, which is around four to five hundred. Um, so like a decent size studio, and uh, obviously they have multiple teams. So like the yeah. smaller teams were working on those other um, projects, pro- probably is what I would bet. Um, but yeah. They don't have it posted. I love going to LinkedIn and it's just like, oh, yeah, we have this many people. And so it's so easy. They don't have it posted. They they said they've grown about. Oh, here we go. Um, super vague, but anywhere between. 
300 to 500. Yeah. So they're probably they're probably near them. At least I could see. Yeah, probably 400. <laughs> That's a lot. All right. Oh, and uh, yeah, let's so actually let's start the show. But of course, before we start the show, I want to ask my co-host one beautiful question. That is, of course. Daniel, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot for once, actually. Uh, of course, with Halo Infinite's challenges being a lot easier to do now, I have more time for other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hi-Fi Rush, I jumped into a little bit, so I don't have a t- have I don't have too much to say about it, other than I really liked the little bit that I played of it. Okay, so you're um, enjoying it. Yes, I'm going to continue. Not, I, haven't, I haven't touched that. it yet. I've been I've been too busy and yeah, uh, engage. But I haven't even played anything else. And I'm a big Tango fan. I love The Evil Within, so uh, it's cool to see those guys do something different. Um, I also completed Dead Space Remake. Oh! Absolutely amazing. I've, nice. I love Dead Space, the original, so like I was very hyped to get back in this, and it is a really good remake. I was very happy uh, for it, for uh, Motive, EA Motive. I think yeah. they did a great job on this. Uh, I would love to see Dead Space 2 remade in the same way. Because uh, I think that game's good as well. I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, but it's. I think it's still a very good story. And then maybe they could redo three completely. Because okay, yeah, there we, we go. We're we're yeah. on the same page. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually. I know. I I don't know how uncommon this is. I think it is. I think more people like two than one. I'm not really sure. I like one oh, much wow. more. I like yeah. one much more. Three. Yeah. We'll talk about three. But but one and two, whoo, uh, boy, do yeah. I, I love I love those, and I'm very excited. You you did say something interesting. One, I don't know if you did you see Glenn Schofield was actually actually like thanked them. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like they think to how like true it was. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. and then two, do you think this is a possible? I don't. I know there's a new ending. I don't know. I don't know how different it is. But do you think it's a possible that we see a different um remake entirely? Like maybe we get a new entry. Uh, that is two, but maybe with some different stuff to make another game, or it's just they might just remake two. Well, I, I know the answers of the endings, so I don't know if you want me to say one way or the other. So, did it? Did you get an ending that was different than the can like the canon ending? My ending, game? my ending was the exact same ending as the original game. Okay, so if you know, if you know, you know. So it wasn't any different. Yeah. So it's but, so it. So nothing's changed for you? For yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, do, this is very much, this isn't so like Capcom does a really good job with their remakes and like yeah. retooling and re, you know, manipulating and everything, yeah. manipulating the events and stuff. This is very much a almost exact copy of what dead space was but you know entirely updated gameplay nice. mechanics wise and nice. uh store and uh visuals wise right. Right. so yeah story exactly as you remember it Oof, okay yeah. other than oh, I, I will say actually other than isaac is now fully voiced yes so they did add big dialogue difference. yeah big difference yeah yeah yes. i, I remember that does that does add a lot to it as well. I really liked that. Okay, so it well. wasn't it wasn't okay. It wasn't glaring. Yeah. You're like, this is strange. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, I I already said it. I've been playing Fire Emblem Engage. Nothing. Nothing really too new. I I don't believe actually I've said since the last recording. I think I had just finished Mass Effect. 
because I did a replay of all three games to Platinum and on PlayStation. Great games, by the way. Everyone should play them. Some of my favorite games of all time. But um, Fire Emblem Gage, very good. I have I find it hard to recommend because I feel like if you're interested in the game, you already bought it. And if you're not, you probably won't like it. Like if if like the things you saw, you're not linking to it. I don't buy it. Actually, go play. Go play three houses if you want to try it, because this game is not for new people. You will just, you'll just be like, who's that? The whole gimmick is like you're summoning past characters. It's the whole gimmick of the game. It's very cool uh, because you can re- uh, interact with the game and very unique ways you've never have before very cool you literally can teleport with one character super broken but it's really fun um uh fully recommend if you if you like fire emblem even a little bit i feel like you definitely would like this one um because it's pretty much shot for shot like hey you like fire emblem remember this character remember that character you know it's just it's just that you remember the nostalgia it's it's just that over and over again i love it can't wait to play more i am about halfway through the game a little bit more actually than halfway Let's set the show. In a continuation to the story from last week, we continue to try and read the fallout and tea leaves that come our way through the layoffs at 343 Industries. In another report from Jason Schreier, the leadership overhaul mass layoffs of about 100 people and other changes related to their future are causing a massive shakeup at the Halo Focus studio. First, after several months of rumors, this report confirms the move from their slip space engine, a proprietary engine used for Halo 5, and Halo Infinite to Epic's Unreal Engine, assumably Unreal Engine 5. With this report also came the confirmation of certain affinity working with 343 co-developing a Battle Royale game, but is currently experiencing a change alongside the changes at 343 Industries. Currently, there are no plans at the studio for additional single-player content to be added to Halo Infinite, as most of their time spent uh, was working on prototypes to pitch future Halo games, and most people involved were actually laid off. Um, this is actually a quick note I found while uh, doing some research. Uh, Kiki Wolfkill, by the way, cool name, former head of Halo's Transmedia and Entertainment at 343, has left 343 to go to Xbox as head of Xbox IP expansion and entertainment. Daniel, it's very um, uh, perfect timing on your part for scheduling uh, this week as <laughs> we have more Halo news and, and some more Xbox news. So, uh I wanted to go to you first. What did you what did you make of this report from Jason Schreier? Yeah, uh, it's definitely shedding a lot more light on the situation for sure. Um, obviously, we already knew that most of the layoffs were related to the campaign team from uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, so that is unfortunate that we're not getting uh, campaign expansions like I was hoping for for Infinite. Um, I do think that uh, with everything that's happened, there's such a negative stigma behind Infinite at this point. Even with, in my opinion, 343 getting back on track with Season 3, I think that Season 3 will launch the new initiative for Halo Infinite and like things will look start looking different from that point on. I think even with that, the problem is, is there's such a negative stigma around this game already that no matter what goodwill they do for it, it's not going to matter. It's not going to gain the interest because I've seen, I've literally already seen the script with Master Chief Collection. Yeah, they did fantastic updates on Master Chief Collection, and now the Master Chief Collection is a phenomenal game with amazing stuff in it like that people don't see because people aren't playing it because of the stigma at launch and deservedly so not to say it didn't deserve it because the game was broken for years literal years 
So it is tricky um, how they navigate this. And then the whole uh, Unreal Engine issue, that's an issue that I've argued with Gage about numerous times because Gage often said, well, they should just move to Unreal. It's such an easier engine to use. You know, a lot more developers use it. It's more flexible, stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That, that's true. But there's a problem, and that yeah. problem is, are you going to lose what Halo feels like? Because that is very important. 343's engine was relabeled as the Slipspace engine for Halo Infinite. But that engine's... Yeah, that engine's guts is still Bungie's code that they wrote with Blam many year, decades ago. Yeah. They've, you know, Bungie did the same thing. They took the engine and improved it each time. And 343 did the same thing. They took that uh, engine and continued to improve it. And that's what Slipspace became. And I think that is a real concern to say, I don't know if they can capture this feeling in a different engine when you're starting from scratch. It, it, I don't know. We'll have to see. I hope that they can because I really don't want to lose that Halo feel. And Gage argues with me. He says, I'd rather see them try. And I'm like, I'd rather play a game that feels like Halo. I'd, yeah, it's, that's I the problem, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I'll bring it um, maybe from a different angle. Um, sure. I can't imagine who's left that I trust to do that. Um, that's a pretty big overall. Moving an engine, I feel like, sounds easy. But right. moving every asset of your game to a different engine and then praying it doesn't break is a pretty big deal. Um, and if if it, yeah, like you said, if it even feels a little different, it's, it's just not going to be a Halo game anymore. So it's just, it's... It's a catch twenty two, right? Like they can sit there and improve the engine, like they tried, and I obviously, I guess it didn't work out. And some for some reason, whatever happened happened. Or they can move and try this new engine. I oh, I mean, I don't know what I would prefer at this point. I, I just it seems like they've tried, 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 and it seems like the best option is leave Halo Infinite for a while, update it, and maybe try something different when we got some more talent because they lost a lot of people. They lost, they lost a good bit of people. They lost a lot of the people that you put to the name. So I'm curious who's left. That is going to be like this, maybe the spokesperson for the studio or someone that can really have a vision for what halo can be now. Um, I don't even know who that is anymore. So it feels, it feels um the same thing I say about like Bioware, like, I love yeah. Bioware. I covered last week on the show that one of the lead writers that's been there since pretty much the beginning is gone. And it's like, what's left? Like, who, who what do you do? Like, you just kind of hope they trained someone or someone's been inspired to the point where they can either move on and make something better or make something parallel to what you want now. I don't, I don't know what I even want anymore because Halo Infinite did one thing right. It feels great. It's just yeah. it didn't have content. So I, I, that just needs to be fixed. I don't know what's the best option for them to do, uh, but clearly whatever they're doing is not working. And we got to figure out what that is. Is it Matt Booty? Is he the pro? Someone, something around this is wrong. So who is it? And I think that I think that the problems have mostly been corrected because you know, Bonnie Ross is now gone. She was the studio head of 343. Many people yeah. pointed to her as part of the problem, Gage included, which 
I that's a whole nother conversation. It's a whole other conversation. I yeah. have no idea. I, I who knows what the problem is. Who knows? Yes, uh, but I am more confident now than I have ever been because now the studio head at three four three is Pierre Hintz, and he is literally the man who fixed the Master Chief collection. Yeah, he is. He's right. the man that that started the whole initiative to get Master Chief collection to PC and fix the game finally uh i believe two three years ago whenever that was um so he is the man and he is now the studio head at 343 and i yeah i'm optimistic with pierre at at the home and there are still people there that you know care about the franchise that you don't work at 343 you know knowing that halo is your bread and butter and that's all you're going to be doing and not love that franchise so I'm still optimistic. Obviously, it still sucks that we lost 100 people from especially the campaign team um, because that means we're not getting campaign content for a while. For a while. It doesn't even seem like that's even on like the radar because certain Infinity, it was leaked that they were already doing this Battle Royale thing. It was already like kind of hinted. Now they're fully like, okay, it's pretty guaranteed that's what they're doing. They're making some sort of Battle Royale thing unless whatever happened here completely messed everything up and now they're doing i don't i don't know another halo who knows i really don't know this was meant to be i i think they regret saying this this was meant to be halo for 10 years that was the original model for this this was going to be a 10 year halo game and clearly that's not working out so let's see yeah let's see what how they fix that because i i don't know how to do it and i'm curious if someone there is going to to grab the reins because I know when um Bon and Ross left, they completely changed how the management system works. So like it does kind of feel like that might've been the problem or maybe how it worked because apparently Bonnie Ross was give, getting like halo TV show stuff, which was wasting her time or something like that. I remember that was one of the uh, theories that everything was going through her, which meant she had no time to do anything. So Maybe that's it. Who knows? Seems to have been a snafu pretending if Sony has cut their expected sales of its PSVR 2 headset. The original report from Bloomberg stated there will be a significant cut to projections and that it even warned manufacturers they may be a decrease as well. The outlet said that Sony halved its original forecast for PSVR 2 shipments from 2 million units to 1 million. For context, it took about four months on the market for PSVR 2 Oh, sorry, for PSVR 1 to sell 1 million units. Now, the snafu I was referring to was um, Sony actually commented on this, which never happens. Uh, they usually stay quiet unless something uh, egregious happens. But the, they actually contacted Games Industry. Uh, no, Games Biz, I believe, um, put out a request for comment. They answered and said uh, a very PR remark, which they were like, we're yeah. excited for PSVR 2 and how it will sell with Horizon Call of them. I was like, okay, well, that, that wasn't much, but they did comment on it, which is very rare. I don't know if they were supposed to do that, but now I don't know what you made of this. Um, it seems pretty nuts to cut your projection in half. That's a pretty big deal. I, I don't know. I know at home that, that people might be like, what's the big deal, right? You haven't lost money yet. That's a pretty big deal when you have to go back to someone and say, hey, we're going to sell half of what we thought. <laughs> like, that's a pretty big deal. So curious how much they actually will sell. 
like I said, it took PSVR a little over, I believe it was four months. I did some some quick math upon researching, and it was about four to five months when they they sold about a little over nine hundred thousand. So I want to say at the end of that five month period ish, they sold about a million. So if they're able to sell a million in a month, that's pretty impressive. Anything above that, it's going to be even more impressive. They'll be above PSVR one, and that was breaking their expectations because they apparently at the time didn't even think it'd get close to that in the first um they thought it would hit that in the first uh six months i believe or something like that like a little bit past that so they were surprised then i'll be curious what the full-on projections of this units are now because they are not advertising this thing at all i watch football haven't seen a single thing i see i think i think i saw a couple ads on like a website or something i don't know i'm not seeing this thing i don't know if you are but it feels like they are not talking about this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not seeing it either. Uh, and that's part of the problem. Like VR in general is already kind of a, a niche category still. Um, right. It hasn't really broken through the mainstream quite yet. Uh, and I feel like it's been in that position for quite a few years now. It's it's why Microsoft decided not to go into it because they looked at it and they're like, it's not really profitable for us to do this. Uh, and I think the interesting conversation here is, is like Sony has to evaluate, like if we're releasing a headset that's exclusive to PS5, the person has to buy a PS5, which is $500. And sure, if they already have one, that's fine. But you're also spending another $549 on this headset. That's $1,049 you're asking a console consumer, not a PC enthusiast, because oftentimes people say, oh, but there's this PC one headset that's the same price or more. Well, that's fine, but that's a different category entirely. That's a, that's your enthusiast. Those people buy that stuff regardless, usually, of what the price is. Your console people usually are more mainstream and a peripheral priced at 549 i just don't see how it's going to be successful enough for them to get the publisher support to continue making games for it uh yeah it's tricky uh i don't know this might be a death by a thousand cuts similar to the vita i i don't think it's that dire but it does seem quite strange that one it's 550 yeah, I would love to sit down with someone who knows this more. I want to say they're probably making a bit of money. They might be making 10 bucks or something on that. Who knows? It's pretty expensive. The thing sounds very expensive, so I wouldn't be shocked if they're breaking even. But it just seems a weird number to be at 550. It's like feels it feels like you might be making a couple bucks. Who knows? Uh, and who knows, like if things are inflated right now because of the chip shortage. I don't think this uses chips, but like it, it gets complicated. Who knows? But anyways. I'll be curious to see how much money they're making. If they are making a bit of money, that means that even if they don't sell as much, it might be justifiable because like they can point to the net uh, gain that they got. Who knows? Uh, I find it very interesting, though, if this ends up being true, that they are seeing such low anticipation for the thing that they had to cut it in half. But again, they're not advertising it. They're not talking about it. The thing's 550. You have to buy a $500 console. It's not Christmas time. So I assume they already assumed that they would sell less. Uh, because we're we're far out of that uh, Christmas time now. I don't think you have to release things around Christmas time. It's just you have to set your expectations a little bit better if you're not around the giant frenzy that is um, the holiday season. Um, but I don't think I have too too much else to add. I just I'm I'm just I just wanted to state that I'm shocked I don't see this everywhere. I, like you would think the algorithm like targeted me. 
you know, like because they know I search for games or whatever. You'd think I'd be like prime guy to get like everything added about this thing. But I'm not seeing a single thing. The most I've seen are blog posts, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious that the blog of the, the the most information we get from this thing is blog posts on the PlayStation blog. Quite strange. I do hope um, it keeps going because it's just cool that PlayStation does this. They they don't do. They they weren't doing stuff like this for a while. They weren't making weird stuff. Uh, so I hope they keep doing it, but. Wouldn't be shocked if this is the last one. This is via Benji sales. He actually put it very well, so I'm going to shout him out on the show instead of grabbing the info myself. Uh, via Benji sells great Twitter follow. Go check him out. I follow him. He is a great Twitter follow with how well he uh, digests financial information and Parsons is out very well. Um, this is PlayStation's financial year 2022 Q3 financial results. Very impressive showing here. 7.1 million PlayStation 5 consoles shipped. 86.5 million units of software. 20.8 million units of first party Ooh. software. 62% digital software ratio, 46.4 million PS Plus subscribers, 112 million monthly active users. This is PlayStation 5's best ever quarter in the three months ending at December 31st. So they sold the most in this last quarter. Not super shocking. Again, holiday period. Very interesting that they were able to make that many. It seems like I know Jim Ryan officially said, like, it's over. And I, I do think mm. it is i feel like i'm seeing them more in stores uh so it, it does feel like the shortage phrase is probably over um a couple things i want to point out one uh 60 62 digital software ratio quite insane especially um when you compare a digital game you just rip the entire profit now of course the developer doesn't they the playstation takes their 30 percent, but you don't have to pay to make the the case to make the disc to ship it to pay your cut to the main uh whoever's selling it for you know all these things so that's always very impressive to see that slowly going up that just means more money for both playstation and whoever's making the game and then uh quickly i'll add uh um sony santa monica tweeted this out we're incredibly humbled that god of war ragnarok has officially sold through 11 million copies wow. incredible incredible good for them very, very happy to see that. I, I want to see Sony and Santa Monica make more stuff. So hopefully this gets them back in it. What do you what do you make of any of this? Very well deserved for Sony Santa Monica. That's that game is fantastic. I finally beat it. Um, what last month, maybe uh, very and very much enjoyed that game. And uh, yeah, these numbers are very impressive. Seven point one million PS5 consoles in just one quarter. Woo! That's it's really, really good. Uh, and even for a while, even with the chip shortages, uh, Sony was still able to outpace, I believe, PS4 for a while. Um, so, like, even, you know, with our shortage issue, yep. they were still making more than what they made, you know, back. In, I, that's what I was yeah. trying to. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was trying to remind people of that while yeah. it was going on. I was like, I don't mean to be that guy. <laughs> but if you look, it's selling as just as much as the PS4. Now, I understand there's more people that want it. But it's just yeah. I was like, let's not freak out here. It seems like a lot of people are freaking out. Um, 
But yeah, I'm glad you I glad you mentioned that. They were on pace. I believe they fell back one quarter. I wouldn't be shocked if they're already past that. That's a good point. I should have actually researched that prior to doing this, but that would have been very interesting. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if they were already caught back up. Because I know I remember I covered on, on the show. They fell back one quarter by I want to say like a million or something. Like not like nothing. So oh. they could have just immediately smashed that right back up. 112 million monthly have to use, by the way. Incredible. I will say um, 11 million copies for God of War Ragnarok. I am the guy that said I want only PS5 games. It looks like we're finally doing that. It looks like this like this might be or last year might be the end of like everything's on PS4 or maybe this this year might be it. Uh, but it's hard to argue 11 million copies because uh, clearly not all of those were PS5 games. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just to quickly add, Sony CFO uh, Hiroki Todoki, 30% of PS5 monthly active users never used a PS4. That is a big deal, by the way. Wow. That is a huge conversion rate of people who do not prior own a PS4. Very, very interesting. I'm curious what it was. Like, I would always love to ask, like, a couple of those people, like, why? Why'd you buy it? Like, or, did you not like your Switch, your Xbox, or did you just want it? Like, could be a new age bracket as well, you know. That too the... could just be new people buying these things too. Yep. Uh Sony has increased their PS5 sales forecast for the physical year to 19 million units. Very big deal. They're always very, very ambitious with their physical units uh predictions. So we'll see if that comes to pass. The updates for you. MLB the Shell 23. Gonna be releasing March 28th, PS4, PS5, Xbox. One Xbox Series S and X and Switch and will be on Game Pass again this year. That's insane to me. I still can't believe that that game still releases on Game Pass. That's all. That means one that it's just a blatant spit in the face of PlayStation. <laughs> just blatant. And then two, um, uh, I can't imagine how much money that costs. That is probably yeah. we're talking. We're talking. That's that's probably a hundred two hundred million dollars, maybe one hundred fifty million deal yeah because it because it, it i believe um mlb is still on game pass right now so last mm-hmm. year's i yep. believe is still on so, that, so yeah it's never it's <laughs> never went off in the time that it's been on xbox yeah now we have an xbox 360 marketplace update i actually saw this very interesting a lot of games are actually leaving the store they do use the word maybe i'm going to say all of them are leaving just to be safe now, this is not all games. They're actually set by region. So go to the uh, Xbox Wire and search uh, Xbox 360 Marketplace update. Check your region. They'll have a full list for you. This is everything I saw in the United States. This is not every game. This is just things that jumped out at me. I did, I did not want to sit there and list every game. That was a lot. So let's start. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Assassin's Creed 3. Assassin's Creed 4. Assassin's Creed Liber- uh, Liberation HD. Blue Dragon. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare and Ghosts, Dark Souls, Darksiders 2, Far Cry 2, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, Lost Odyssey, love that game. Never beat it, though. <laughs> I didn't love it that much, clearly. Mass Effect 2, Skate 2, South Park, The Stick of Truth, Splinter Cell Conviction, Star Wars Battlefront, and KOTOR 2, Orange Box, and Witcher 2. Now, to add, these are leaving the marketplace. Obviously, they are not leaving your system if you have purchased any of these games. So if you'd like, before the date that I am about to read to you, oh, before uh, February 7th, you can buy these and keep them. So if you'd like, 
go buy anything I listed or whatever's leaving your region, buy them. They'll stay in your thing assembly forever or we'll all be dead and it won't matter anyways. PlayStation Essential Games for the month of February. All the Ollie World, PS5, PS4. I see a lot of people talking about this game. Um, very excited to try it out. I, I have not played it. I have not even seen a trailer. I know it's skateboarding. That's it, though. It looks cool. And I can get it for free. In quotes, not free. It's included in a subscription I pay for. Mafia <laughs> Definitive Edition for PS4. Um, quick. I'll quickly add to Mafia Definitive Edition good with a bunch of asterisks so they made the game look pretty still feels exactly the same as you probably played the old version it feels a bit stiff doesn't feel super fluid um i would say if you're actually in the mood for a mafia game i would say play mafia 3 it's it's a little bit better if they fixed it uh they borked the game when they made the division edition stuff it, it, it just looked awful and barely worked so if it's fixed go play that Evil Dead, the game for PS4 and PS5. Interesting. And also, interesting one, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, PS4, PS5. This is, of course, DLC. So if you have Essentials, you're going to be getting a Beyond Light, which, of course, is a Destiny 2 expansion that included a new subclass. Now, if you're interested in the new Lightfog uh, expansion coming out the same month, February 28th, you can get ready and play Beyond Light and have the new subclass and everything. Uh... Very exciting. Very excited for Lightfall, by the way. Yes, me too. Looks very cool. I didn't know you were. Are you a Destiny guy? I forgot that. I, I don't. If, if I did know, oh, I forgot it. I I was when I was in college. I was a big Destiny one guy. I played a ton of Destiny, but now pretty much I don't have enough time to just grind Destiny anymore. So I just <laughs> I I jump in for the new expansions and enjoy the heck out of it. I love Bungie's gameplay loop, like. <laughs> So good, Halo right? and and Destiny, fantastic. So, yeah, it's spay. Well, it's better than ever. If you if you want, you can get you can get it on Lightfall. It's gonna be it's gonna be good stuff. Yeah, games with gold. This is gonna be from February first to twenty eighth. Game called For the King. <laughs> and then is the second a game. King game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you remember that? There was a Burger yeah. King game. <laughs> I can't believe you. That's a good pool. <laughs> February 16th to March 15th guts and goals yeah these are games with gold for February let me let me say that one more time <laughs> for the king guts and goals why do you even do this I say it every I say yeah. it every month why are you even doing if you're going to give me trash just don't do yeah. it just don't do it just I think stop. they stop I think they only just do it just so they can say they can do it now because it hasn't been good since Game Pass because everything comes to Game Pass. They have no money to get games. Right. I assume the only reason is to in the um, marketing bracket, they can say free games every month like that. I feel like that's the only thing they put it there for is so they can technically legally tell you they they still give out free games, even though absolutely it's hot garbage every week. Yeah. Now this is important. Everyone listen. May 9th, the PS Plus collection will no longer be offered. All 19 games currently included will no longer be redeemable. One more time. May 9th, the PS Plus collection will be gone. Which means you, if you have a PS5, need to go. You'll you'll boot up your PS5, you go over to PlayStation, 
You go down, you go to the collection. It's called PS Plus Collection. You sit there, redeem every game. You th- you're going to say, oh, I don't plan on playing anything. I don't care. You're paying for the thing. You might as well claim it. You're paying for it. So click the thing. You add it to your library. All 19. You sit there, drink, get, get some water, have some milk, whatever you want. Get ready. Click X. Add everything to your library. I literally Which, sent out texts as soon as I read this to all my family members. Like, you better have already <laughs> redeemed them. If not, you better get on there right now. You do it. Which I, I think this is a mistake for Sony. I I feel like they should do more stuff for the PlayStation Plus collection in terms of like, I feel like they have a huge opportunity. And I know they always say that like our games aren't really meant to be like day and date on like, you know, like Game Pass games are for Xbox. But I feel like they would would have a huge opportunity to say, okay, all of our first party PlayStation games exclusives will launch in the PlayStation Plus collection a year after launch. Because let's be real, you're not selling the same in terms of quantity a year after launch. And that would be a huge boost to your services for PlayStation Plus. Like, I I feel like that would just be a huge win for them. So I, I... yeah, a little disappointed that they're getting rid of this rather than expanding it to be something more. Two things I'll add. One, remember in 2020 how everyone was excited about the Plus Collection and we were all theorizing <laughs> that, oh, it's, it's, they're gonna, it's gonna be more boutique. It's gonna be like Game Pass. They're gonna take games off and add games. It's always gonna be like 20, but it's gonna be great game. Never happened. None of that ever happened. All of our no. theorizing wasted. Second, yeah. I imagine they don't do that is, is I, I guess, just the optics, because maybe they don't want people to be like, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to buy. I'm just going to wait for it to come to the same thing where I feel like Netflix probably. Let's be honest, probably fucked up a lot of movies because everyone said, I'll wait for it to come on Netflix. That literally is a saying people say now. So, like, maybe right. they wanted to avoid that. I don't know. I actually am with you. I feel like somewhere around what you're saying. There's like a really great idea. If, if you I don't know if I, we didn't cover it on the show, I should have. But I did read that Nintendo is adding game vouchers so you can both buy the voucher. If you buy two game vouchers, it's cheaper than buying two of their fully priced games Hmm. because they never go on sale. So I guess you can now buy these game vouchers if you need to buy like multiple games at once or something. So I feel like you have like a really good idea somewhere is like the perfect amalgamation because maybe a year is too soon. And also, I know. The entire reason, by the way, Last of Us on HBO, so good. Yes. I imagine that's a reason where where they don't want to do that because like they want you to buy the game after they make all these movies. I don't know. That's a good point though. I I do. I was with everyone where I was like, oh, they're about to, they're about to like beat the shit out of Game Pass because if if they really nail like every couple months, there's 20 games and they're all yeah. like gonna be in and out and they're always gonna be high quality. No, they never. You know. The other thing I just thought of, what if they release the PC port of whatever their first parties are at the same time? You're getting, you know, you market that PC port. People who want to play on PC and are on PC will buy it on there. And then you're also saying, all right, here you go, PlayStation Plus collection. Like, there's definitely, yeah, better marketing. I feel like they could be pushing this because then you're pushing more people to subscribe to PlayStation Plus. Uh, so, yeah give you more uh, revenue on, on that aspect. Yeah, I, I don't know. And also, and obviously, um, uh, do you do, I don't even know, do you own a PlayStation? I have no idea if you do. Yes, you yes, do. I do. 
Do yeah. you do the plus? Yes. What tier? Well, that's oh, uh okay. We kind of there was like this weird hack you could do to get the best tier for like super cheap. I can't remember what the hack was, but me and Christian oh, both did are it. Are you talking about before it launched the thing where it yes. was like if you bought it was like forty bucks or something? Not, like yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I have you, the t- top tier collection. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Okay. I remember um the top tier collection. I, I liked it on paper, but then I never used it. So I'm now I'm just an essential and I was curious like what yeah. you did. But that makes sense. You 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 took care of the uh you did it the smart way. <laughs> in the short term, anyways. Yeah. yeah until yeah, it yeah. runs out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the news for the week. Let's talk about what's queued up. Now, what's queued up? Now that could be a course of podcast, a game, TV show, movie. An audiobook, a book, comic book, anything, really. This is where I ask my co-hosts, what do they have queued up now? Of course, I'm not just asking Daniel this. Asking everyone at home, you can leave a comment. You can uh, tweet at me, at me, 1000 or you can head over to Podcast PXN and bother them, uh, just like I do every time they go live on something. <laughs> and remember, like, comment, subscribe, share, all this good thing. And let's ask Daniel, what do you got queued up? Yeah. Well, as I alluded to before, I'm going to jump back into Hi-Fi Rush and hopefully, you know, get a decent chunk into that this week. Maybe beat it because I don't to, think it's that not big. Not to interrupt. Yeah, I was okay. yeah. You already great minds. I think it's <laughs> six hours. Like, yeah. like you can. We're talking like that. Get through that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very excited to get back to that. Uh, as I said, I'm a huge fan of Tango and what they've done. And uh, yeah, uh, Shinji Mikami. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I've been watching uh haunt uh haunting of Bly Manor. Bly Ma- yeah, yeah. yeah. I've so never seen it, but I heard good stuff. Yeah, I've already seen Hill House and all of his uh Mike Flanagan's other stuff. So uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna jump into this finally, and it is real good. I'm enjoying nice, it. Nice, nice, nice. I've been head deep into like I said, the Fire Emblem Gage, so I'm not gonna be doing anything different. Sure. I mean, more engaged. I do want to play the Dead Space. I bought it, so I should oh, play it at some point. Yeah, bought it at full price to make sure. Um, I tell EA to keep this going. All right. Yeah. Um, but I will be playing that at some point. Cannot wait. I have not played it. Um, the game since oof, twenty ten, maybe. I don't even know. It's been a long wow. time. I remember I beat. I played it a little bit when it launched, and then I I actually played played it a couple years after when I was a little better at games. <laughs> so I, I want to say it was around there and I'm very excited to go back because I remember it being and it seems like everyone's reminding themselves I feel like on Twitter everyone's like I forgot how good this game was I was like really yeah. I, I was I always loved this game this was always my favorite survival horror I've ever played um, yeah. so it's it's fun seeing everyone kind of be like wait I, I kind of forgot how good it was they they always say it was good they just forgot how good I feel like um aside from that though yeah dead space uh fire emblem i i want to have all this done before destiny eats my life for like three <laughs> three four weeks because i always i don't know um if you ever participate in the in the in the raiding i'm always ready for the raid so the the first uh day one raid i'll be there i'll be playing for probably 24 hours straight my it's wow. my eyes bleed i'll be <laughs> i'll be right there i'll be tweeting i'll i'll, I'll send you pictures of my bloody eyes but oh, yeah. That's it. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me. That was fuck, that was great. I, I thank you so much for taking the time. I want to give you the floor. Where can the people find you? 
Yeah, you can find me at Dan is DTM on Twitter. And also, as you said before, we are live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern podcast PXN. So great show. Can you tell me what is the newest episode? The newest episode was yesterday, which Mm. was episode 176. And we talked about the destruction of live service games. Mm. I assume in context to uh, everything being destroyed. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, <laughs> the complete disintegration of an entire, I'll, call, I'll say it, bandwagon. Everyone tried to jump on. <laughs> like, literally everyone looked at Fortnite and were like, I can do that. It's like when people yeah. look at, um like, podcasts and things and are like, it's easy. I can just sit there and talk. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then until you do it, and it's like, shit, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it reminds me of that. Where Luckily, hopefully it's over. That's That's yeah. what I want. I, and I'll make sure to listen to that show because I'm curious on what everyone's thoughts are. I'm, I'm just hoping we're done now. We were yeah. moving on. Let's just go. Let's try other things. Everyone and their mother tried this. Ubisoft has made, <laughs> I feel like, seven different Battle Royales in the last two years. And but canceled I just, seven. And ca- can- every <laughs> single one is canceled. Every single one. For some reason, For Honored and Rainbow Six is still going. Yeah. <laughs> and they have, they've had games both launch Technically, they've had games start development, launch, and get closed while those have still been going. So that's quite hilarious when you really think about it. But yeah, yeah I, I, I would love for this to this is it's over now. Let's let's <laughs> let's hope. And that's all I have for y'all this week. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, share. You know, I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can do the Patreon things, but just listening is all I need you to do. Thank you so much, and until next time, go Chiefs.